Hello, listener. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Lori. If you're new to me, what I do is help children's authors who feel overwhelmed with marketing and who aren't getting the results they want to create simple systems that bring in a steady flow of sales. I do it in three ways. There is a low-cost membership club called BAM, Brilliant Authors Making Money. I also do done-for-you services so that you can shave off a year to two of setting up all your stuff and one-on-one coaching for people who prefer that. Seems to me like summertime is the time of year that will tempt authors into taking a break from growing their book business, and I completely understand why, believe me. But it's also the perfect time to work on growth strategies that will help you in the long run and that won't actually take too much time. So here are five things you can do this summer that will set you up for better success in the fall. Before you get started, you need to believe that it's possible for you to grow your book business, even in the summer, without burning the candles at both ends, especially in the summer, because usually all you really want to do is fetch, which is apparently a very old school term because I had to explain it to my kids the other day. The first strategy is to get organized and use your time efficiently. Give yourself permission to work on your business in bite-sized chunks on the days that you can. Set a few goals each week that you want to achieve. For example, if you're following the lazy social media method, that means you don't have to be creating content all the time, but you do need to engage with people on your main social platform. So bite-sized chunks could mean planning to do it for 10 minutes each morning. That will be easier for some because it's consistent and daily, so top of mind. But others might work differently, so you might prefer to block out an hour every second or third day instead. And remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. So what really helps me is a list of everything I need to do each week and then rolling with the day and my mood and my kids' moods. Flexibility is really key for me. Efficiency and good planning will help you to do your marketing in less time. But here's a side note. You might be struggling because you don't know what tasks need to be done in your time chunks. You might chunk out the time and sit down and stare at the computer for an hour and end up surfing Facebook groups because you don't have a plan or a strategy in place. In that case, join the Marketing for Children's Authors Facebook group and start in at guide number one and two. There's uh, a video and a Trello board called Author Tasks and Time Management. It's like the most boring title in the whole world, but I break down the tasks that I think every author needs to have in their marketing plan. And then I also tell you if it's daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly or quarterly, so that when you do time chunk to be efficient and you sit down and you start working, you know what you're doing. At different times of the year and in different stages of your business, you can think about it as different seasons, not summer, winter, fall, spring, although in this case it actually does apply like that. But you're focusing on different growth aspects or growth strategies at different times in your business. And so the J months, January, June, and July, are very well known to be the slowest sales months. If you keep pushing for sales, pushing for sales, pushing for sales, you might find yourself getting depressed and down and just give up and scrap the whole thing because you feel like you're not being successful. But really what you needed to do is focus on something else during those J months. It's not a season of sales. It's a season of other things. One of the other things is relationship building. Now, I've talked extensively about building 
and author networks, other authors who've been where you are and who get it. You can consider this summer months a time of building relationships because for sure other authors are still working. The buyers might be out living their real lives and having fun in the sun, but other authors are still working. You can find them by looking for webinars or events that authors you admire are hosting or by joining some new Facebook groups, maybe. The key here is to not be a lurker. Get engaged, ask questions, and make friends. Connecting with others in your field and learning from them is a great way to spend your time during the summer when you're not focused on sales. Also consider joining some groups or making some friends in other niches because it really helps to expand your brain and your thoughts about book marketing when you start listening to how other people talk about marketing their business. It's super interesting. For example, when you start getting creative about your book marketing and looking to other niches, you might find some really interesting opportunities to grow your business in the summer. So for example, you could look to the local libraries or even Scholastic or just depending on what's happening in your area, but why not offer a summer reading program? It could be a virtual book club or an online reading challenge. There's lots of opportunities to take those in different ways and have a lot of fun with it. That would be a great audience builder and possibly a way to get some sales. doesn't have to be virtual. It could be in real life as well. Another opportunity is just to offer a discount on your books or a bundle of your books. Personally, what I'm doing is I'm prioritizing my marketing and promotion plans for the fourth quarter, which is October to December, also known as the busiest buying season of the year. I've decided to host a masterclass. It's just $49. It'll be about three hours on August 25th. Of course, it'll be recorded. Everything's always recorded because life will be covering the different campaigns you can run during the last three months of the year to maximize your sales. It seemed like a good idea because I almost always leave things until the last minute. Yes, super guilty of this. But last year, I was way more strategic. I sat down in October, which was actually still too late is what I found out. And I planned my promotional campaigns. It went way better than years past because I actually did something, right? I always left it way too late in years prior and, and rushed and did, you know, just one post or one email and it just didn't go over well, of course. Last year, I didn't have to rush to create that content at the last minute, which meant that I could be more present with my family and actually get all those holiday things that eat up your time done. Because I've been coaching people for quite a few years, now I've recognized a certain pattern that you maybe have recognized in yourself. But I recognize that people will listen enthusiastically. They'll consume things very um, excitedly like this masterclass, but then they won't actually implement the ideas. It can be overwhelming. So if we spend three hours talking about marketing campaigns you can run and promotional campaigns you can run, you'll be very excited. But once we're done, chances are you'll also be very overwhelmed and you might not put any of it into practice. And that as a teacher and as a coach, that really hurts my heart, to be honest with you. When people have the information, and then they don't use it. And then they say, I'm really bad at marketing. So I'm also offering an, an upgrade for three work sessions. Those work sessions will focus on actually creating the content and scheduling it so that it's just done, done by the end of September. Also included with that upgrade is swipes, templates, so you don't have to start at a blank page. 
I'll put the link in the description if you want to check it out. I'm super excited about it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a game changer for me this season. I'm finally learning how to get on top of the overwhelm and the frustration and out from under the huge pile of to-dos. Something I really love to do is pre-plan my marketing and my promotion campaigns. I do it for clients and it's nice. It's really nice. And then I think, why didn't I do that for myself? So this year I'm actually doing it for myself as well. Yay, Lori. Here's one more thing that you should do in the summer to grow your book business. Start pitching. Pitching is when you send a cold email or message to someone you don't know and you ask them to showcase your book, by the way. It's an art form, really, and it takes time to master. But if you can, not even master, if you just get good enough at it, you'll be able to get all the traffic and media attention you could ever want. So where do you start? The first step is understanding what makes a good pitch. A good pitch tells a story. It piques the interest of the person you're pitching to. It's clear, concise, easy to understand. Plus, it has a strong hook that will make the person want to read more. The trick is doing all of that in as few words as possible. So I actually have templates in the Marketing for Children's Authors Facebook group. There's been a lot of authors in the group who have come back after using them and said, holy cow, these actually work. Super effective, really love them. They're in there for free. So just go into the guides area when you get into the Facebook group and you'll be able to find them. I can't remember off the top of my head which guide they're in. There's quite a few, but they're somewhere in there pretty clearly marked. So you can, in the summer, start crafting, start writing and sending your pitches to magazines for holiday issues. You're too late for back to school, but you can certainly do holiday or if your book is seasonally related Thanksgiving, Christmas, something like that. I'm throwing in for everybody who joins the Q4 Masterclass planning session, five media leads to get you started. What you'll get is the exact name and email of somebody either at a magazine or a podcast that might be suitable for you to be a guest on, online or print. You get five free media leads that I'm going to email to you right away when you join so that you can get pitching you don't have to wait. You can go into the group, get the free templates, and then actually have someone to pitch to right away as soon as you join. This is the time to do it. You can't wait until October. It's way too late. You have to do it by the end of August, beginning of September. And the key is you just have to start. The biggest barrier to getting featured in publications online or otherwise, or to getting podcast interviews, is that you don't try if you want to be featured in a magazine or an online publication, you have to pitch them. The key is honestly just to do it. So here's a few pitching tips, four of them. Number one, do your research. So find out which publications your target audience reads and then see if they have a holiday issue. So if they do, start writing your pitch. Make it personal. Personalized pitches are more likely to be accepted than generic ones, right? Not to whom it may concern. Never do that. Be sure to mention why you're the perfect person to contribute to the holiday guide or why your book is the perfect book to be showcased. Number three is keep it short and sweet. No one wants to read a long, drawn-out pitch. So after you write your first draft, go back and take out everything that isn't absolutely necessary. If you want to put it in the Facebook group, there's lots of people who will jump in and help you. There's amazing writers and copywriters in there. They'll jump in and they'll help you to cull out the bits that don't matter. Sometimes it's really hard to see it when it's your own work, right? Be sure to get to the point and make your pitch as concise as possible. Now, number four to doing a pitch really well 
is the most important. And this is the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. It really is. That's a very common saying, but it's true. It's common for a reason. What this means is the first message you send is the one you have to send in order to send the second. And then the second is the one that will actually be taken seriously, sometimes not even. So sometimes you need a third follow-up. The way that I get around my own issues, if I haven't heard back after the first one, because I start thinking badly about it, obviously the book sucks and nobody wants it and all that kind of negative self-talk that I can't always control. How I get around that is I pre-schedule my follow-ups. So I send the first one, I write and schedule this, the next two follow-ups. They'll go out one week and then two weeks after that first one. And I just have to remember to cancel them if somebody gets back to me. So the follow-up is what's super important. I know when I get pitches, I barely even read the first one. I almost always delete it. And then if they write me a second time, I'll actually read it. And then if they write me a third time, that's when I respond. So super important to follow up. Don't forget the follow up. You're going to be tired of me saying follow up. One last strategy for growing your book business this summer is go back to your hard drive and the graveyard of resources that you've downloaded in there. Pick one, consume it again or for the first time, and then implement it. Implementation is the name of the game this summer. You don't have to take a new course. You don't have to attend a webinar. You barely even have to show up online. Sometimes the best way to grow your business is to just implement the resources that you already have. They're waiting there for you on your desktop. Take a look at your hard drive or wherever you keep all your downloads and your, you know, book business resources. Is there a course that you really wanted to take and you never did? Was there a recorded webinar you just haven't had the time to watch? Is there an ebook that you downloaded on business growth? You keep meaning to read it, but you keep forgetting it's there or you don't have the time. This summer, make a list of a few of them and then make it a priority to actually consume and implement at least one of those. I will be so happy. Please send me a message or tag me in the Facebook group or something and tell me, hey, I found this really cool thing on my hard drive and it was amazing. And I went ahead and implemented it and it's wonderful. You'll be surprised at how much stuff you already have at your fingertips, and yet you're spending your time trolling in Facebook groups looking for new easy button information, and it's not there. It might already be on your desktop. In conclusion of this summertime strategy podcast episode for growing your book business, it's so tempting to take a total break from work. I'm there with you completely. But there are lots of things you can do that will move your business forward that won't necessarily take eight hours a day. In this episode, I shared five strategies for growing your book business this summer. I also told you where to get a list of the must-do marketing activities for children's authors and templates for pitches. Both of those things are in the guide section of the Marketing for Children's Authors Facebook group. Free to join. Lots of people in there. Please come use these resources that I've created for people for free. The summer is a great time to grow your book business, just maybe not in the way that you might think. So throw out all that time that you spend making social posts that don't get seen. Throw out the time you spend lurking in Facebook groups because it's the perfect time actually to work on strategies that will help you in the long run as long as you know what to spend your time on. Now is the perfect time to start pitching for holiday gift guides, the perfect time to grow your media attention with those pitches, the perfect time to consume and implement resources that you already have. 
All of these things will help grow your book business in the long run way more than just hanging out in a Facebook group or throwing up social posts will ever be able to do. I hope these tips helped you focus for the summer, helped you get motivated to do a couple of things, maybe if you weren't doing anything. And I hope that you see that flexibility is the key and you can make it work for you this summer no matter what you've got going on. I hope to see lots of you in the Q4 Planning Masterclass in August. I'll put the link for that in the description. I know that I can't wait to get planning my Q4 and free up all that mental energy that I usually dump into October and November. And I really would like to help you do that this year as well. Next week, I'll be back here talking about the art of not burning out. A bunch of ways to help you prevent creative fatigue that I've had to learn the hard way. Have a great week, everyone.